good, everybody. I want to welcome everybody to the world, according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. I want to welcome the rumblers, the ranters, the truthers. I want to welcome everybody out there and say thank you for all your support. I'm in some uh, random group thing, and one of the members from Amsterdam said to me, uh, he didn't want to say it out loud, and he said, I really love Ben's show. And I said, that is really kind. Thank you very much. So I want to thank the people in Amsterdam and all over the world that are listening to this uh, to this show. So from the yeah, bottom but- of our hearts, thank you. We are joined tonight uh, for the first time, Danny Grand. You can find him on Truth at Danny. Where do you find you? At Danny Grand. At and Danny Grand. At Danny Grand. He's city ward leader of where you, tell, you say it much better than I do. Uh, the city war leader of University Heights in Cuyahoga County in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, that's a big, big area. It's God a huge area. God bless you, young man. And great. also our, our our fan favorite from OnlyFans.com. Uh, you can find them at the <laughs> Rough fans Draft. Only. Fans only. Fans only. And of course, you can find them all over the internet at the Rough Draft. Rough Draft. And uh, one of the best writers in the country, Peter Roth. You look dynamite. And of course, this show would not be complete without America's humble servant. He would know, really doesn't need any introduction because he's simply known as Ben Stein. And uh, it's like Madonna, but he's Ben Stein. And uh, yeah, there you are. And he's not feeling great tonight. A lot of stuff's going around. So we might do it in a bridge version. We'll see how long we could go. But before you start, Ben, Danny was one of the first... I had sent Danny your book, and I think it's really important he... Danny, go for it. Absolutely. And I just want to say ben, thank look you up. for this amazing copy that I received from you guys. It's really awesome. And uh, it's actually personalized by Ben himself. That was so cool. Thank you so well, much. God bless you. God bless you, gentlemen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. One thing I liked over here, I mean, like a lot of it, but this stood out to me. So it's like history repeats itself, unfortunately. Second and by far most important, Richard Nixon was the best friend the Jews of the world had ever had. Perhaps someone is going to read this and note that the White House transcripts reveal that Mr. Nixon used derogatory terms referring to us Jews, but that never bothered you at all, Ben. On October 6, 1973, the earth opened up and the chaos of the second Holocaust was upon the children of Israel. Israel had fought three major wars since its independence in May of 1948. They had won them all against all odds. With little more than sticks and stones, Israel and its citizens' army, largely of death camp survivors, had beaten the well-equipped professional militaries of Jordan under the renowned British anti-Semite Glob Pasha, Egypt, Syria, Iraq, and Lebanon, and they made a separated Israel into a still tiny but fully contiguous nation. And I just want to say on that how beautiful it is, but also this is the secret. Thank you very much. Thank you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Yes. I God, think, bless you. God bless you too. I think that it's such an interesting thing because most people feel right. If there's an attack or some terrorist thing happens, people scatter and they run, they separate. But the Jewish people, they don't. They solidify and they come together and they harden. And that's something that I think makes us so very different and unique. And the world thinks they're going to just tear us apart, but they're not. They're going to make us stronger and stronger and stronger. What do you think? God bless you. That was beautifully done, right, Ben? Beautifully done, Daniel Grand. Beautifully done. Beautifully done. And I might say, I wish you could have done the audible for the book. That was absolutely beautiful. And uh, 
For those that are just tuning into the world according to Ben Stein, Danny Grand read an excerpt for The Peacemaker. And yes, uh, to the people out there that are waiting on the book, it is on the way. Sometimes it takes six or seven days these days uh, with uh, USPS. Uh, You never know. And on that note, welcome. And thank you very much for that, uh, Danny. It was, it was, it, it, I almost started crying. And Ben, the reason I almost started crying is because here we are again. And, uh, there's obviously there's a supposed hostage uh, deal in the works, and it's very heartbreaking. I, I, I don't know, and I'm sure you see they're releasing 40 children, uh, and they have the pictures of the 40 children, but Ben, there are 160 hostages missing. There are 160 men that are probably dead and women at the establishment that's called Shifa, which is an army base that is uh called a hospital and i i don't know what you do ben i, I just don't know well we, we know that we know that they uh will tell every lie they possibly can we know that the people who hate israel will now rally to hate israel even more uh we know that the people who will fight for israel will fight even more um and we will we will we shall overcome i mean i i don't know what to say I, I think uh, Mr. Daniel Grant said it very well. God bless us all. I mean, we we don't know why people hate Jews so much. We really don't. My wifey, living, breathing saint, actual goddess, says she thinks it's uh, in the genes. She says she thinks it's genetic, and I think she's right. But uh, I think Daniel, you, you said it very, very well. But I think there there is something there is something genetic about the hatred of Jews by Gentiles. Extremely well said, both of you. And uh, Peter, uh, to the people out there that are listening, these are really hard times for us. These are, are, and I know you know that the listeners, these are really difficult times for us. Not a lot of sleep. And I know Peter has been struggling with his writing and we had a really good phone conversation about this today because it's extremely hard to articulate thought when you're in anger and you're in fear. And Peter, I will leave you with that. So go for it, please. Well, I, you know, I'm watching this unfold and I'm not surprised that there's a deal. Uh, National Review, who's the first one to pop in my e-box and report it, says three Palestinians released for every one hostage and a four-day ceasefire. Um, I want the hostages out. It doesn't surprise me, but it seems to me that the Biden administration, as a condition of the sending of humanitarian aid into Gaza, should have demanded that the International Red Cross be in, be allowed in to check on the condition of the hostages, get a count of how many there were, um, so that we knew what we were doing we knew what we were dealing with. I think Ben is exactly right that they will lie and they will lie and they will lie again. And even when it is in their better interests to tell the truth, they will lie. We don't know how many hostages are alive. And we are, we are, we are in the situation where we may be buying a sheep and a poke. You call a pig and a poke. Well, Israel, you can't say pig and a poke, but um, we don't know how many of these hostages are still alive. 
we don't really know how many there are. We think there are 200, roughly, but we don't know that for a fact. And we don't know what kind of condition they're being held in. We don't know where they are. We don't know how they are. And some third party should have been allowed in to check on them. I mean, even in wartime, the Red Cross is allowed to check on things. And and for 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 the Biden administration to miss that is inexcusable. Inexcusable, but not surprising. It's extremely. You're extremely. You're absolutely extremely correct about that. It's not surprising at all, and it's frightening, Ben. It's absolutely. Well, it's, frightening. it's frightening, but uh, you have to give the Hamas uh, credit. They really did an incredibly clever piece of business here. They uh, nobody nobody thought they could really outbreak outrun the Israelis. Nobody thought they could uh, do anything to uh, out, out fight, out negotiate, out, out bargain the Jews, and they did. And, and uh, Mister, uh, what's his name? Uh, so the head of Israel screwed up unbelievably got screwed up unbelievably mind-boggling and uh, I hope this will teach the Israelis to be a lot more careful yeah I, I to, to Ben's point Danny I think the hardest thing about this whole thing is even as they're doing these negotiations is that we always looked at Israel as impenetrable we did we 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 oh since seventy three at least we looked at it like that and we found out that we weren't and um, very very far from being impenetrable very far and uh, and and we we and the uh, the overwhelming power of the uh, Hamas and of the all their allies and their friends in the various uh, world headquarters of evil turned out to be very powerful indeed it turned out to be extremely powerful. It's no joke to have a very, very, very powerful bunch of killers on your side. You're completely right. And Danny, so that what Ben just said, it's very hard for people, I think, at this point to reconcile what Ben just said and trusting the government right now uh, with with what's going on. And that's all the whole government, the whole most of almost all the government, Danny, agreed on this deal, except for. Ben Gavir, but and his six and his six votes, but almost everybody agreed, Danny. But I think that's what people are having a hard time with, if I'm not mistaken, Danny. You might be right, but I mean, you've got to ask the question: How did this happen? This impenetrable Israel was there a setup? I've heard from people in the IDF who were actually part of that battalion that the majority of that battalion is now dead. So they have regional segments wow, where they guard wow, 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 different wow, walls. Wow. There were two women who survived, and they said they've been reporting for three months activities on the other side of that wall, watching Hamas practice war game techniques. They had tanks, they had decoy operations and all different things, and they said they were reporting to upper administration in the IDF forces that they believe never got sent to the higher ups. So there was a disconnect between. Well, we knew that that ground. night, though. By the way, we knew that immediately. That and essentially, the the, the your your the the story you're reporting on is from the Times of Israel, by the way, because I saw this story where they they were seeing different movements. People that would normally go to 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 go to the fields weren't going to the fields anymore, intending to the fields. There were different people in the area. You know, you're 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 absolutely completely right, and. 
to the bigger question is where 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 it didn't go to the top and we're now praying that the people on the top are making the right decision you're right i mean well, what could the right decision be jude i mean they're they're, let, they're letting 50 uh terrorists run loose and go kill some more people i mean that's 150 150 make your part but uh, that's a terrible terrible loss I mean, that's a Israel has been beaten in this war. I mean, there's there's, there's no two, two clues about this. But Hamas, Hamas beat Israel. One of the things that used to be an iron law was that Israel did not negotiate with terrorists. I think that had a lot to do with safeguarding its security in the period between where we are now and the 73 war, 50 years, because Israel did not negotiate with terrorists. If hostages were taken, they went in to rescue them, and if people died, people died. But they didn't negotiate. They are now negotiating with terrorists. This is a horrible precedent that I think increases Israel's vulnerability at a time when all the stars seem to be aligned and the Arab states seem to be willing to recognize Israel's right to exist, which would have made Hamas and Hezbollah even more on the outside of what's acceptable in the Arab street, what's acceptable in the Arab world. And, and, and that's a tragedy. That's a tragedy on top of a tragedy. And I, I think that that Prime Minister Netanyahu and the other members of the government who were signing off on this deal may live to regret it. It's every single member, except just so everybody knows, the only opposition to this is Ben Gavir, who is uh, considered by America. America hates him. Just so people understand, America hates him. They consider him a borderline terrorist. And they uh, will not. They, they, this, this, this is the person. And I, I often, Ben, think about uh, Begin until his death uh, really regretted the uh, uh, the uh, the Egyptian peace deal. Uh, he he really he re he he had asked rabbis what he should do, and they all said no to him. And he made the deal anyways, and he regretted it because once you deal with those people, it's a never-ending deal. And uh, we're looking at this now, and you're right, Ben. It's 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 big of a gut punch, and I'm reading what. Regular people are saying, and people, most people outside are not thinking this is a win. Getting, and I understand it's forty children that we we might get back. Might I might add, might get back. That's if a ceasefire could hold up. And I just don't understand it. And Ben, you, I, I, I don't know what I don't understand it. So, well, we know none of us understand it except these are forty children. We'd rather have them alive than dead. We'd rather have them alive and not being tortured to death. Than dead, and that we made a colossal, catastrophic mistake in uh, dealing with Hamas, and uh, catastrophic, uh, unbelievable, and yet we did it. And uh, I think it's going to be a long, long time before we stop regretting this. I it's think one of the us giving them Gaza in the first place, though, wasn't that a mistake? Yeah, I think it was. Actually, I think it was. That's a very good point. That was very, very good point. Yeah. Right, we should not have given them back God. I mean, it was so prosperous. They took it over the Arabs and destroyed everything in 10 minutes. And what did they leave? Yep. 
Right. It, it was it was a catastrophe. I think it's important that people understand that because people don't understand, you know, I'm very happy you brought that up, Danny, is because we gave them back this 23 miles of land. And as Ben has brought up, uh, at least, right. And which amazingly has 300 miles of tunnel below it. Uh, uh, Humanitarian aid money, concrete tunnels. Yeah. $11 billion, at least that we know of that the Hamas government, uh, that the people have enriched themselves with. That's at least. And Ben, yeah, I, I, you're right. We are, thank God. Hopefully, we'll get back the 40 children. But it, it, I think the reason the biggest gut punch now is it seemed like at least we were, at least we were doing what we needed to do afterwards, as far in regards to Hamas and taking it back over. And now again, Hamas does this thing in coordination with Qatar and all these other places, more psychological terror of here are 40 people. We don't know where the other people are. We know we know some of them are with Hezbollah, or the jihadist group. A woman was reported; they already said she died today. One of the one of the hostages. Uh, where was that? The the uh, Danny the uh, Hezbollah, right? It was an elderly woman. What's called the West Bank? You're right. So she, she, she's part of it. They don't even Hamas doesn't even know where the some of the terrorists, some of the hostages are. Ben, this is one big cluster. And I don't know how you I I, I I pray the 40 kids get back and their parents and their families. I do from the bottom of my heart. Obviously, we all pray for that. But uh, the, can Hamas even hold the ceasefire, Ben? Well, I don't know. I don't know if they want to. I mean, why should they? They, they have found that they can have a very, very powerful hold on the world's emotions uh, without uh, having to do much to earn it. They, they, they have found that they can behave like little scumbags required to produce my speech. Uh, and uh, that, that's what they'll do. And uh, our uh, beloved children and uh, grandparents or whatever they are, they're, uh, they're dying. They're going to die. And they're, I suspect they're going to die soon. And we uh, just have allowed ourselves we that is Eretz Israel allowed ourselves to be lost suckers uh, Peter let me ask you a question have you I know you read all the different publications have you ever seen uh, a, a media blackout as much as you have with the in regards to the other hostages sure I have the New York Post stories about what was on Hunter Biden's laptop spring to mind um, the the strength of the economy uh, when there's a Republican president in the White House. This is this is standard for for left wing journalists in the legacy media to to, to sit on the story. Um, you know, we're getting more coverage of the fact that there are people in places like no, New no. York. I wasn't referring to here. I'm, oh. I, I was referring to in Israel the fact that, oh. that, that, that there's an absolute media blackout. And nobody's talking. They're not even I, I, mentioning I it. I don't. I don't. I don't know much about about Israeli media. But one of the things that that, and I'd like to get your thoughts on this, Ben. Do you think the Biden administration pressured Netanyahu to make a deal? Well, of course, of course, of course. Why wouldn't they? I mean, what what possible value is there in not getting some of the hostages back? What what possible value is there? In the bending over and letting the uh, Hamas and Hezbollah and all these horrible people uh, misbehave, let us say towards them, they got in there, misbehaved as badly as they wanted to, and uh, there's nothing we can do about it. 
Do you think that will change the attitudes of the American Jewish community towards Biden in the coming election? Uh, that I do not know, but I, but I know that uh, the Jewish community in America is pathetic, just pitiful. You're, you're extremely right, and uh, and you've been talking about this for many years. And uh, I love that the stuff that we talk about amongst ourselves, uh, as Danny mentioned, somebody that saved Eretz Israel was considered an anti-Semite. Oh, that's the, the best thing uh, in the world. That was the best story in the world. Here's Richard M. Nixon, my pal, my hero. And he saved Israel. He saved Israel. Still, the Israelis are... To say he's, he was a dangerous official. This you mean is, the Americans, Jew? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I beg your pardon. Thank you, Jew. It's incredible. It's incredible. The, Ameri the American Jewish community is just garnished. You're, you're completely right. And Danny, I want to go to, to, to Peter's point. And Ben, you let me know because I know you're not feeling well when you need to, when you, you need to leave. But Danny, to Peter's point, he asks a good question, and it, it's it's what happens next because as uh, we get we get the forty hostages back, God willing, the children and the mothers, God willing, uh, will Israel capitulate to American pressure at that point no. and not retake over Gaza? And that's the question no. uh, because that is the plan. That was the promise made tonight. Uh, that this is not going to stop them from taking over Gaza. And is that even a reality once this starts? Because if you read the fine print in this deal, it's they'll give 40, and then every time they give another 10, if they could find the other 10, mind you. That's what from Hamas, if they could find every more. Additional day of ceasefire in an additional day of ceasefire. And you're talking about absolute psychological torture for families. You're talking about families in Israel that are missing their husbands, their daughters, their sons, their grandparents. This is what's going on. And you have jackasses in America that are pro-Hamas. You have China who has allowed uh, China, Google, YouTube, Instagram, all these things. They... To put it in perspective, they pulled down shows on YouTube from us for questioning an election and questioning science. Right now, Danny, on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok, you have absolute anti-Semitic propaganda going on, and nobody's flicking the switch. And I'm tired of people saying, well, at least we know who hates us. But no, we already knew who hates us. The problem is there's indoctrination on college campuses because they're watching these damn videos thinking it's chic and cool to be pro-Hamas right now. Yeah. Well, just... that's heart-rendering, as my wife would say, and uh, we, we really have made some terrible, terrible mistakes. And, and uh, it doesn't seem as if they're going to stop. It doesn't seem as if they're going to stop coming. No, it doesn't. No, I think Israel, if I may, is going to work on the... Um... That there were 20 people who essentially the heads of Hamas, including the ones that are in Qatar, the big ones, Hanina and all these guys, seven are already dead and there's 13 to go. And the Israeli military and the Israeli government are not exactly the same thing. They're similar, but they're not exactly the same thing, just like the Biden administration and the U.S. Army isn't exactly the same thing. I think that they're going to annihilate Hamas. All 30,000 remaining soldiers are going to be destroyed completely. Every last one of these people, they're not even human. They're subhuman. They're despicable. They just want to take people. What would you do? 
if they came to your neighborhood and they took 70 or 80 people hanging out on the streets of uh, California and then took them somewhere and you wouldn't be able to get them unless you went and negotiated. I don't know, besides Antebi, I can't think of another experience where we actually had a situation where we had hundreds and hundreds of living Jewish people captive somewhere else and we're supposed to say we can't negotiate. I don't want to negotiate with terrorists, but I also don't want to let good Jews die for no reason. How do you deal with that? I really feel pity for being in that administration right now, the Israeli administration. They've got some tough, tough things that they have to answer. And, and I, I, They don't care about that. My God, Daniel, you're a great guy. We love you. They don't care about that. You think they have any conscience? Sorry. But Hamas does? I mean, at the same I time... No, 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 the people at the top drawer, one might say, of the Biden administration, I don't think they have any No, he was referring to the Israeli government. But he also mentioned the Israelis. They, they, they do not have any conscience. They couldn't care less. One second. I'm, you're, are you referring to the Israeli the, government? Yes, the Israeli government has a certain amount of leverage over these people. They're not using it at all. I think Daniel made a wise, wise, wise point. Why don't we just say, all right, we made an enormous mistake. Enormous, enormous, enormous mistake. We let the terrorists come in and kill pretty much anyone they felt like killing, make it a giant worldwide phenomenon, and then and then we just faded away. Why? Why would the Why would the Hamas say, "Okay, we're going we're going to be good next time. We'll, we'll kill them." They're not going to exist soon. Hamas is going to be annihilated off the face of the earth. I think I it's going to take but, another three to six months. But the Israeli army, these are the teenagers, that entire state of Israel, you're talking 90% of the population of Israel were in the army or are in the army in some capacity. That's one big military unit, not the government. The Israeli government's a whole different conversation. And I believe with everything you just said, Ben, and Judah and Peter. But at the same time, those chayalim, the soldiers, people walk in the streets and hand them food and snacks. They, they save each other on a daily basis. That's everybody's neighborhood kids and neighborhood children going in there and risking their lives to go get their brethren out of Gaza, this place that they were stolen and taken captive. And the soldiers are not feeling the same way as the upper administration feels in the Israeli government, which has tons of problems, no question. Those soldiers want to go in there. They want to get their brothers and sisters back home. They want to have peace and they want to destroy Hamas so that they don't have to deal with this constant onslaught of rocket barrages. And they are going to do some posts in Gaza. They are going to have to put something there and implement a strategy for security operations to keep those people at bay. Yeah, there's some good Arabs there. Not all Arabs are bad. Not all Muslims are bad. I don't believe that for one minute. But if you have a base of 5% of all the Muslims in the world that are militant Islamists, that's 100 million people, which is 50 times bigger than any army on the planet. So it's a very big number. We have to think about all the stuff that America did on 9-11 of this year. Biden released $6 billion and unfroze it for Iran. And October 7th, guess who had tons of money to go start doing all more terrorist activities? These these uh, offshoots of Iran, they're the big they're the big Satan. If they want to call us that, it's really them. They're the big Satan in this whole thing, and they have to be annihilated on the ground level. They're proxies, just like Trump. And we wiped out ISIS. It said it couldn't be done in three years and eight years, and Trump did it in three months. The Israelis are following suit, and they're going to do the same thing. And they don't give a damn about the regard of what the Americans or the world I view is at this I time. Sure hope you're right. I sure hope you're right. I hope you're. We all right. pray you're right. God willing. 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 God willing.
How are you feeling, sir? I know you're not feeling not very well. well at all, but I'm I'm really feeling sad about the fact that Eretz Israel, which we all love so much, which we for which we had the most extraordinary hopes, has has really been uh, turned upside down. Yeah, and it, you're completely right. And not just Eretz Israel. I think uh, Peter. Uh, there are many of us in America that have been turned upside down over this. Uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really, I mean, this, this, to the people listening and, and all the people in the ranch, thank you for all the support in the comments. We appreciate you. And from the bottom of our hearts, thank you for all, all, all of your support. We know that there's an America out there that supports us. We wish it was just our own community sometimes. And uh, sadly, it's uh, heartbreaking that it's not in our own community. But Peter, this is uh, this is uh, as Daniel said. I, I I pray that that's the final thing. I I just don't know. I don't know. Th- th- we don't have a Richard Nixon in the office right now. We just don't. No, have we, don't, we, don't. <laughs> we, we, we don't. We don't. We don't have anyone. We, right. Who will stand up and say these people are Satan, as you said the other day, the other minute. These people are Satan. And we're not going to leave them alone till they're all dead. As we've said before, when people tell you who they are, believe them. Yeah. Hamas has told us very clearly who they are. They do not deserve to be treated as normal human beings. They are enemy combatants. They are enemies of everything that we hold dear. The rights of, of men and women and children is created by God. And they've given an offense to that God. And judgment must happen. There's just no way, no ways about it. That judgment must happen, and I pray that it will. And that and that this 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 evil blot on humanity that is Hamas will be wiped out. Well, that would be wonderful if true. But uh, I sort of feel that if uh, Israel has not done more towards wiping them out right now, I'm not sure we have a lot to hope for in the future. I, you know, but uh, and I, I am I, just to, just to add to that point, though, Judah, I am I am tremendously disturbed at some of the things that have happened in America, particularly on college campuses. I mean, uh, we know they've been in decline. Uh, if you've seen Ben's documentary, which is also still available um, on on Amazon and other sites about the problems on college campuses, they're worse now than they were then. In the way that that college students or people who purport to be college students are cheering for rapists and murderers and sadists. It's, it's, it's vile. It's it's just vile. And, and it wouldn't be tolerated in almost any other, in any other, any other construct. Well, let's hope that we get some, uh, well, get some presidents, get some balls, but I don't think we're going to, I mean, we're, it's just heart rendering, as my wife would say, that that uh, we don't have presidents who really want to fight for Israel. And I, I think it's, know, but to Peter's point, know. Ben. Sorry, for to Peter's point, Ben. I, I think what he was trying to say is, any other group that this was going on against would be shut down in a second. You wouldn't see uh, the the KKK marching on college campuses. You wouldn't see anti-gay groups marching on college campuses. The FBI would be there in a, in a heartbeat. We but excuse me, with Jews, it's totally okay. You could have every uh, Ivy League school allowing this. You could have every talent agency allowing people to work there. You could have all these things going on. But when it comes to Jews, 
people. It's just okay. We're 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 supposed to be able to walk down the streets and not be scared. And it's it, it's it, I mean UTA today at least United Talent Agency fired Susan Sarandon's ass, and uh, at least they had the courage to do that. So that was something because I don't know if you're familiar with that story, Ben, where she. Yeah, she spoke at a rally the other day at a pro-Palestinian rally, and she said, essentially, I'm pretty much quoting, uh, now the American Jews know how the Muslims in America feel. And well, she's, uh, she's, she's always been famous for having great tests, but being really stupid. <laughs> but this is more than very stupid. This is very dangerous. <laughs> and this is what's going on on social media, Ben, all across the country, all yeah, across the world. You made a point that we don't have an American president that wants to defend Israel. Remember, we don't have an American president that wants to defend America. That's very good. He's, very he's, good. Giving, he's giving the store away to the Chinese and the Russians and the EU. He's given away our energy independence. He's given away our economic strength. He's about to attack our job creating. Um, he's he's not defending America. He's trying to, 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 to level America. There's a traitor. Traitor Joe. <laughs> I, I, actually, right, I must go. I must go. Okay. I On that yeah, note, I, I uh, just want to thank the Rumblers, the I Ranchers. Very happy to have you here. The Truthers. I want to thank everybody from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, I want to remind um, everybody you could, uh, you could find us all. Uh, P- Peter, why don't you tell people where they could find you? Uh, Newsweek.com, The Daily Caller, on social media. I'm at the Rothdraft, and I hope you'll read my stuff and let me know what you think. Uh, exactly. Danny Grant, thank you for your first-time appearance on the show. How do we find you? Truth Social is the only place, at Danny Grant, G-R-A-N-D. And uh, quickly, tell people about this lawsuit you have going on, because it's absolutely fascinating. Yeah, I mean, very quickly, um, about a year and a half to two years ago, I uh, invited a few people over to my house to pray. I sent an email to about 10 people. The next morning, I get a letter in the mail and a a phone call was hand-delivered from this little local town I'm in, University Heights. The mayor says to me on a phone call, Danny, if you have 10 Jews in a room, that classifies you as a synagogue, and you need to have a special use permit for that. I'm giving you a cease and desist order for trying to make an illicit synagogue in your house. I said, a cease and desist order? I don't have 10 people come to my house to pray and you want to give me a... So he says, yes. And in fact, if you violate the cease and desist order, we're going to throw you in jail. This guy literally told me, we're going to throw you in jail if you pray in your house. I was like uh, taken aback. I said, okay, all right, tough guy. We'll see what happens. So sooner or later, you know, I got hooked up with a couple of really intelligent attorneys, Eden Quainton, and Jonathan Gross, my very good friends. And uh, I think we're kicking their ass pretty badly, unfortunately for them. But they're going to have to learn the hard way, I'm sorry to say. Okay, perfectly said. And you're also the MAGA leader, right? The MAGA. Oh, MAGA. Oh, okay. So in in every precinct all across the states of the United States, there are precincts and there are wards and there's different areas where people can get into politics and you know pick who's going to be next up on a ballot who's going to be next item that we're going to go dealing with on the ballot issues and stuff so the ward leaders i'm the city ward leader for university heights ohio you know i'm involved with the gop it's not for me a grand old party it's grand's own party okay danny grand's party because this is uh this is a maga party it's maga country it's maga nation we call it maga nation 
I love that. And thank you from the bottom of our hearts, Rumblers, Ranthers, Truthers, and Peter, thank you for being a great friend. Uh, he, for people that don't know, I will always say this. Peter Roth is one of the kindest humans that uh, God has ever provided humanity. He truly is. He's a great father. He's a great grandfather. And uh, he's an exceptional man and person I care about deeply. And I care about you all. So uh, I, I will be remiss to say this if I don't say this. Kurt, uh, it keeps on bothering me about this uh, in the rants. So everybody, please give Ben's book a five-star review on uh, Amazon. Five-star review. Leave a nice comment. It takes a couple seconds. So uh, I want thumbs up for that everybody thumbs up for ben giving a five-star review everybody's gotten them that includes you danny i want to see that five-star review so yeah. give it kurt you you rock thank you everybody have a good night god bless you all we'll let you know about thanksgiving and everybody please have a happy healthy thanksgiving uh spend a few minutes with your family give some hugs give some kisses and uh eat some food and try to take a break for a few seconds and uh yeah danny and we're going to turn Hamas into hummus. Turn Hamas into hummus. I like that. Okay, on that note, God bless you all. God bless this great country. God bless Israel. We will see everybody. We'll let you know when we see you. We'll talk to you all soon. Have a good night, everybody.